Good everyone, this is Rita Join and welcome to the Unbox Your Gift podcast, how to turn a passion into a profession. Today's episode is all about what we do, we didn't learn at school. And the reason why that's important is because a lot of the times when we see someone with a talent, and talent usually is synonymous with singing, dancing, acting, you know, the obvious sport, the obvious talents where if you can run on the field, you can run the fastest, when you can jump the highest, when you can sing the loudest, when you can sing with the right pitch, when you can do all that stuff, it's obvious that that's a talent and then you cultivate that talent. But what if your talent isn't sport, isn't singing, isn't dancing, isn't acting, isn't one of those obvious quote unquote hobbies, traits that you would go and pursue? What if your passion is something else? And one of the fundamental reasons why school was supposed to be there, well, this is like in theory, was because to teach us what we're good at. But we, are, we all know school is an industrial institution and the, the schooling industrial institution was to create good workers who obeyed, who followed routine, who didn't ask questions, only minimum, and just due to their toll, clocked in, clocked out. And clock in, clock out, when the bell rings, clock out, when the bell rings, change classes, sit down for six, seven hours in the day and just be told what to do. And that's what was required for an industrial world who needed workers to just do as they're told, clock in and clock out. But then we get into this thing called the 21st century. <laughs> and now we have options of, there are so many things we could do. And very few people hold down a job for one, having one career their whole life. People have multiple so what is it that school didn't teach us? So what I'm trying to get at is if your talent, your skill, your ambition isn't the normal things that usually are displayed in sport and acting and spe in speaking, in um, singing and all that kind of jazz, know that you're not alone. Know that you still have the availability of time, of resource, of, of course you do. I mean, there's not even a question about that, but I'm reminding you because we kind of get overwhelmed with life because we have struggles we have like good days bad days we've got like hard moments hard days hard months and it's about really cultivating that that gift that you have the talent that you have so the first thing that school was supposed to teach us was how to have well how to find find our strength how to find what we're good at and if it's not so obvious and if you haven't done the seven step of how to find your passion process, I recommend you do that. If you want to just ask yourself a question and not do the, the passion process, ask yourself what energizes you. Ask yourself what is it that energizes you and then go and explore that. And if that's too big of a question, ask what would I do? What do I want to do? What do I want to leave in the world that I haven't yet done? What, I want to, what do I want to do in the world? What do I want to leave in the world that I haven't yet done? If that's too big, too big of a question, then go and do the passion process because that will break down those questions into bite-sized pieces so that you can really harness what it is that strength is. So it's at unboxyourgift.com. You will be getting that, um, downloading that for free. You will go into my newsletter where you can, you will get hear from me every Thursday about what's happening in all spaces, career, emotional intelligence, passion to profession. If you prefer not to have the newsletters come out, just opt out. Once you opt in to get the, um, the seven steps to find your passion, just opt out again and you never hear from me again. But that's just there for the community of Unbox You Give People that we, that I support every Thursday 
to give you insight. It's like the newsletter for the Career Digest is how I like to think it, but insights that support and help emotional intelligence, career and all things passion to profession. So that's it. The second thing that we want to take a look at is failure. Failure is so needed. So here's what I mean by failure, not go try something. And if you fail, try again, like that's the cliche thing. What I'm talking about failure is like really going after failure. So for example, now I think I have a good voice. Now, not in public, but in private to myself, I think I got a good voice. I like belting out a few tunes. I went to have a singing lesson just for, okay, just for laughs, just for, because I was curious, not even laugh, maybe I thought, you know, maybe this would go somewhere in terms of something as a fun hobby. So I rock up to this singing lesson and uh, I thought the lady was going to, it's my first lesson, she's going to get, teach me how to do scales, you know, go up and down. But the first thing she says to me when I enter the room is she's like, okay, I want you to sing me a song. I'm like, what? She goes, I, I want you to sing me a song. I said, I can't sing, that's why I'm here. She goes, yeah, but I need to see what you how much help you need in singing. I said, I need a lot of help. You know, like, let's just call the spade a spade. She goes, I still need you to sing a song. So I'm like, oh my goodness. So I'm like, what song do I sing? I don't know. No, no, no. And I'm just like sweating bullets. And then, so I said to her, okay, could you not look at me when I'm singing? Because I'm just getting even more nervous. Now, the point of why I'm sharing this story with you is because you want to try things that you know you're not going to do well in because you want to reframe that failure is an effort and not a result. It was my effort of going in there and just giving it a go and sweating bullets and having that feeling and then being okay with it. And now being telling you on a podcast <laughs> about that situation because reframing what that failure is, it's effort. It's not a result allows me to pursue more things and then see where my effort takes me and not see it as a result. And that's exactly what the other thing now in school, you don't have room for failure. You're either going to pass or you're going to fail. You're going to get an A, you're going to get a B, you're going to get a C. And it depends on what household you come from. It depends on what school you're in, that how you, that's going to be taken. So school doesn't allow you to make mistakes because mistakes in school is a fail. And I was actually explaining this to my niece the other day and, she, and I was saying to her, I want you to try and fail at something. So every single day I talk to you, every single week, try something and I want you to fail at it. Like I don't want you to do well because failure is your effort into something. It's not, it doesn't mean the result. And that's like, uh, okay. Like, cause that's completely different to how school teachers, school teachers, failure is the be all and end all. It's like, you can't move forward. It's, 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 it's paralyzing. You know, you get graded into smart, not smart. And you know, they might color code into the, the red class is a smart class and the blue class is not so smart. And you know, you know, they color coded, they range it. They don't call it smart or average, but you know what it all means. And then you put that label on yourself and then that label becomes something that is a, a life sentence because you weren't good at X or you weren't good at Y, but it's absolutely rubbish because you may not be good in that moment. You may not, but that label just reinforces it. But not being good to a certain standard of a school or a teacher or a, or a curriculum is really just an effort that has been displayed at a moment in time. And that moment in time can change tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. But when you put a label and an identity of someone of not good enough or not smart enough because they're in the blue cloak, in the blue club or the blue club grade, then that automatically spells that failure is a result 
And that's why my niece was taking it so hard thinking, uh, because school is telling me if I don't do well, I'm a failure. Like if I don't do well on my test and that's what I'm being taught. Now you're telling me the failure is, she was just like finding it really confusing. And so I hope that I'm trying to rearrange that for you so that you see that go and pursue something that you're not going to be good at. The other, uh, a little while ago, I pursued improv. Uh, I did a one class, I did a four hour class on improv and I thought I'd be okay at it. I wasn't that good at it. And it was awkward because I'm like, I thought I'd be good at this kind of stuff, but I wasn't very good at it. And I, I but I enjoyed myself. Like I really, truly enjoyed myself. And I got to say, it was very humbling. It was fantastic. It was fantastic for me because once again, it's the effort that counts. And that's the reframe of failure is effort. It doesn't mean a result. The result was that I had a great time. The result was I made some, I met some wonderful people. You, you know, I, the result was I met people that I would never have met because were, who comes to improv? You know, only people who are like, oh, I'll just try this out. And so that was my result. That's what I gained from it. So the other thing that you want to taking, be taking a look at is opinions. Now, one of the things that I've struggled with is, and I, and I think every female or every male, even males have struggled with this. And that is the opinions of others, especially when it comes to your husband or your wife and for the men who are listening and for, for ladies, for you who, you know, when your husband's, you know, they don't support what you're trying to do when you, when they don't support where you're going with something or, you know, you've had a blue and those hard moments. And I think the fundamental thing, one of the things that I'm learning from emotional intelligence as I'm researching it, as I'm teaching it, is that trying to become emotionally resilient and blocking out the voices of other people, including those who are most closest to me. Because those voices that are closest to me, there are times when those voices that are closest to me don't say the right thing or don't say the most supportive thing and they don't say the most constructive thing. Those don't say the most encouraging thing. And if I give up 100% of listening to everything that they say, then when it comes to that hard moment, because they've had a bad day or they don't feel like being encouraging, or I'm not taking it as a supportive information, or I'm not being encouraging in my own head about how they're giving me that information, then it becomes like a tug of war in my head. Do I go for what I want or should I listen to that voice? So what I've decided to do, which has actually worked really well for me, is I've decided just not to listen to anyone's voice outside of my own voice. I've decided to just delete, to gradually delete the other voices. And how do you delete other people's voices? The best way that I've learned is to really get emotionally resilient, is to create self-regulation. And one of the things that I can't recommend highly enough, which is very hard, is delaying gratification. When you and I can delay gratification, so what does that mean? It means that when you delay a reward or delay something for a higher goal. So there was the marshmallow experiment, and I've mentioned this before, where the kids were given a marshmallow. And the researchers said that if you don't eat this marshmallow, and I'm going to run an errand after 15 minutes when I come back, and if you haven't ate, eaten this marshmallow, I will give you two marshmallows. And so those kids who were able to delay the gratification of jumping in and grabbing that marshmallow were rewarded with two marshmallows in 15 minutes time. And then a third of those kids actually ate the marshmallow before the researcher came back. And what they found is that 
the, the, in, when they were 18, they found those students again, those three or four year olds uh, who were in the marshmallow test. And they found that those who had delayed gratification, delayed having the first marshmallow and actually waited for the second, were able to be be better adjusted they were received higher marks they had um and then in their 30s they were better financially they were more financially stable they were just well adjusted versus those who had had the marshmallow straight away so the point of that is and the way that i have been able to ignore opinion is to delay delay gratification so for example in my world Instead of asking something, do I look okay in this? I just don't ask that question because I'm inviting opinion. I'm looking at myself. Do I look okay? Do I look presentable? Do I look, do I look like a, um, with integrity? Do I look appropriate? Do I look, do it in, from what I know, what I understand? And then I just run with that. And by asking, by allowing my voice to be the only one in my head and not asking for opinion, and that's just like an everyday common ex, um, example, I'm slowly deleting the, the voices because by me asking someone, do I look okay? I'm, I'm hopefully going to ask them, like, you tell me it's okay. So which way, which means I'm asking for gratification. But by me delaying that gratification, I'm actually just going within and just focusing on what's right based on my values and not based on someone else's values. And that's how I'm going about deleting voices in my head. And the thing about school is school is all about other people's voices. It's never going into your own. School doesn't give you time to reflect. They give you so much work to do during school and then homework and then holiday homework. So what's the point of the holiday? The whole point of a holiday is to give the brain a break so it could come back refreshed. And so re reflection is very, is never discussed in school. But so that, that's why you, I'm challenging you with reflect and just delete opinions of others in your head. And the way to do that is to delay gratification. Don't be uh, so readily available for someone asking, asking someone else's opinion about how you look, about how this is, about how that is, because you want to be really aligned with your own values. And then so slowly, slowly, slowly you start to get in tune with your own intuition and your own gut feeling with the things that you want have to have happen for you. And come the results, be it the results that you're looking for, being the results that you're not looking for, but they're based on what you know. I mean, getting expert opinion on something that you're unsure of, of course, hey, but the everyday things. And so those are the three things that I would recommend that, are, that I do myself, that I would recommend that you do to really repurpose what school is, to repurpose what school taught you, because it's hard to get away from 13 years of schooling and then plus four years of university or college to get out of that mind frame of being conditioned to ask for someone else's opinion, to get out of the mind frame thinking that failure, not pursuing something that you could fail at, like, like literally pursuing something, not hoping you want to do something and hoping it's going to succeed, but actually thinking I'm going to do this because I know I'm not good at it. Like me doing singing and like me doing improv. I wasn't the best at it. Um, and also finding your passion. Like, those are the three fundamental things that if you could do those three things, you could twist the script that school has given you and that you could really focus on what is really going to give your voice enhancement, what's going to give your voice the ability to project and to amplify and to magnify what is it that you want and then to go and gain that. And ultimately, it's all about turning a passion into a profession. 
So I want to leave you with that, guys. Now, another thing that I want to make mention, guys, is that I'm looking for people who would like to be coached on this podcast. If you're a person who would like to find your passion and you'd like to turn it into a profession, uh, if you would like that, I have, I'm opening up spaces to come on this podcast and do a live coaching session with me. It'll be probably about 30 minutes to 45 minutes like we're pushing it for an hour, but it's, it's for you. If you've ever wanted now, I've usually charged this for private consultations and private mentoring, but this is going to be absolutely free. It's for anyone who is, who's happy to go on live with me on the podcast to be coached live so that your story, what you're doing, it can be a reflection of someone else's story. It can help someone else. And I'm trying to find the best ways to add value to you and to be able to really help you find your passion and turn to a profession so that what you're listening to actually is implementable every single time you listen to this podcast and not just gathering information. So if you would like to be one of the few people who I'm going to be coaching, mentoring live on a podcast so everyone can learn from you and your story and how we're going to unravel, unearth, unbox your passion, then please email me at reader at unboxyourgift.com. That's R-I-T-A, reader, at unboxyourgift, one word, dot com. And then write to me that you would like to be a guest. You would like to be uh, on the podcast, helping me. If I, on, just write to me and say that you want to be on the podcast and that you would like to be coached on how to find your passion. <laughs> easy enough right so you just write to me and say you'd like to be coached on the podcast on how to find your passion then please do so and then you and i would get on and we would set up a tea up a time that's convenient for both of us we would get on we would record it it's all raw it's uncut uh, we can remain anonymous if you like it's up to you well it doesn't like there's no like you know complete you know personal stuff that's going to discuss it's about your work really um but if you'd like to keep it private more than happy to do that all we're looking to do is to go through the process of finding your passion so that that can be an example for someone else uh, to help find it. So if that resonates, email me. And I hope this has been of benefit to you guys. I would love to hear from you guys what your thoughts are about the podcast, what you'd like to learn more about. Please write a review. Let me know because your reviews, your words is what provides me with the ultimate encouragement to keep going and to keep providing for you because when I hear from you that's my encouragement that's my support to keep giving back because how do I know that I'm not speaking to the dead space I know there are people listening I would love to hear from you and hear your thoughts so please if you could take two minutes and just let me know your thoughts I would be truly grateful so wherever you are in the world whatever you're doing my advice to myself and to you is that life is a gift and together, let's unbox it. God bless.